Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for May 21st, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Wow, hard to believe, but uh, we're almost at the end of the 2014-15 school year. Spring ball wrapping up in Florida and all the other states that have spring ball going on. It's been a, uh, a fun month to uh, see how teams are getting ready for the 2015 season. And uh, excited about tonight's show. We have a couple of guests on the show tonight that you're going to enjoy. But before we get to the guests, let's tell you about the people that make it all possible here at High School Football America. Echo 1612, the TDI Razor, and Crossover. Let's start with Echo 1612. We uh, talked to the founder, Chad Cargill, a couple of weeks ago. And then last week we had Tony Merrill, the head coach at Christian Heritage Academy in Oklahoma. Folks, you can get... Get this now, coaches. Your coaching is going to get better. You can get instant replay on your sideline on an iPad eight seconds after the play is finished. If you missed the interviews with uh, Chad or Tony, go back into our archives at highschoolfootballamerica.com. But Echo 1612 is changing the way coaches coach. No more wondering if somebody uh, missed a block, if somebody ran the wrong route. You can see it right on video, echo1612.com. Good folks at the uh, debris inhibitor, the TDI Razor folks from Southern Sport. They've been with us for three years. This is a great product that uh, is getting more and more traction across the country. And, and by the way, traction is probably a good word because it keeps those pesky rubber pellets that are flying up out of the traction as you run down the field on field turf. It stops them from getting into your shoes. I, I was out on the field last night at San Clemente in Southern California. I walked off the field. I just had a pair of loafers on and uh, walked off. I had to kick my shoes clean. I had uh, you know probably 30 pellets from a couple of minutes on the field in that, and the debris inhibitor keeps all those pesky rubber pellets from field turf right where they belong on the field, and it gives you the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Go to the debris inhibitor razor. The website is TDI Razor, Razor with a U, R A Z U R, TDI Razor.com. Put in the code HSFA and you'll get a discount on your order and then crossover. Wow. The coaches that I am. Uh, putting into the crossover mix for demos and the ones that are just kind of calling on their own or emailing on their own to crossover. And it's crossover with a K, by the way, K-R-O-S-S-O-V-E-R. Uh, they're loving it. It's saving so much time, whether it's your own film or scouting. And that's really where it comes in because coaches, you know what, how much time you have to invest to sit down and scout, you know, mark down all the video and all that. Crossover will do that for you down and distance tendencies. I'm telling you, they've got it down to a science. Jason Strunk, who writes the turnaround for us at High School Football America, he's already climbed on board after the demo. He took the Dynasty package, and uh, he thinks this is the next big thing in high school football. He estimates that it's going to save him in Lubbock, Texas, about $10,000 a year. They break everything out in Texas. You know they got it down to a science there. And he's saying, you know, the amount of time it takes, what the hourly rates are of his staff that have to put the time in to do that, the time away from the family. I mean, another big thing when it comes to film breakdown. Crossover is going to take care of that for you. You will not go wrong. Go to crossoverwithak.com forward slash football. You can get directly to the demo page by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on their banner ad to get that demo. 
demo. You will not be disappointed. You will be amazed. Love this technology that we have here at High School Football America between Echo 1612, TDI Razor, and the good folks at Crossover. All right, we're going to kick the show off tonight with a big announcement. Uh, as uh, many of you know, we have a partnership with the National High School Coaches Association, and for the last 16 years, they have been uh, naming their Coaches of the Year, National Coaches of the Year in 20 boys and girls sports. Uh, we became involved with them back in 2010, and now we share the National High School uh, Coach of the Year Award in football. And pleased to announce, and he'll be on the show next week, he'll be on both this show and the the uh, NHSCA Sports Hour, which airs on the Artist First Radio Network before us, uh, and I do that show too. If you haven't seen, heard it, you got to listen. It's about all sports on the NHSCA Sports Hour. But tonight, I have the honor as the uh, head of the nominating committee to announce the winner of the NHSCA 2015 National Football Coach of the Year, and he's a good one, and we are pleased to have him as this year's honoree his name Roland Smith from Miami Central High School in Florida what a job he has done with the Rockets uh, man what 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 a job over the last two years since he took over the program uh, he's led the uh, Rockets to back-to-back Florida class 6a state titles uh, last year's title was the school's third straight and fourth in the last five years in two seasons with the Rockets Smith has only lost Two games, both of them to Miami rival Booker T. Washington, which uh, won the Mythical National Championship in se- several media outlets uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, last season, Miami Central finished seventh in the High School Football America NHSCA National Top 25 rankings. Uh, prior to arriving at Miami Central, uh, Smith spent six seasons as the head coach at My- Miami Northwestern uh, through the 2006 season, uh, leading that school uh, to national prominence a 69 and 13 record which included a perfect 15 and 0 season in his final year in 2006 that ended with a a state championship for Miami Northwestern and again congratulations to Roland Smith head coach at Miami Central what a job he's done there and again coach Smith will be on the show next week here at High School Football America and also on the NHSCA Sports Hour. Both shows appear on the Artist First Radio Network. Uh, We've had a who's who of great coaches that have won the award in the past. Last year's winner, and he was up for consideration this year, was Tom Westerberg of Allen High School in Texas after winning... um, He won it last year after winning their second straight uh, national championship with us, mythical national championship. Uh, They've now done it three straight times. And by the way, we are getting ready uh, to uh, put together that preseason top 25. That'll be coming out August the 1st. I know a lot of places out there are putting out the uh, two early polls, and we'll probably have Steve Spiewak on the the show here talking about his poll from Max Preps coming up in the next couple of weeks. But uh, back to the the main point, Um, we are really... Really excited about the 2015 season, getting a lot of great info in from the coaches on uh, what their teams are are shaping up like. Now, as far as uh, the other uh, finalists for the award this year, it's a great list that uh, had to be chosen from uh, Justin Allenbaugh of De La Salle in California was one of the finalists. Gabe Infante, St. Joseph's Prep in Pennsylvania, two uh, state championship winners last year, along with Tim Harris Jr., only one season at Booker T. Washington in Florida. 
but uh, led them to another championship, got that long win streak going. Of course, he's now on to the college ranks. Tony Sanchez, speaking of the college ranks, and Bishop Gorman was a finalist. He's now the head coach at UNLV. Jess Simpson from Buford High School in Georgia was one of the finalists, with Roland Smith, who is this year's honoree for the NHSCA High School Football America National Football Coach of the Year, and as I mentioned, last year's winner, Tom Westerberg, once again a finalist for the award. So congratulations to Roland Smith. Let's give you a couple of the other names recently who have been honored with the NHSCA High School Football America National Coach of the Year Award. Last year, Tom Westerberg from Allen, 2013. J.T. Curtis from John Curtis, number two on the all-time wins list. Uh, 2012, it was Chuck Lenahan from Plymouth High School in New Hampshire. Great coach up in the Northeast. 2011, George Smith from St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. He uh, is one of three coaches now from Florida that have won the NHSCA High School Football America National Coach of the Year Award. Uh, George Smith did it at St. Thomas Aquinas in 2011 and back in 2005. Uh, Corky Rogers from uh, the Bowl School in Florida was our winner. So uh, quite a list. John McKissick, the all-time winner, uh, won it in 2009. Bob Latticer, the legendary coach, De La Salle, he's our only two-time winner. He did it in 2001, 2004 during the great streak. Uh, we started in 2000. The coach that year, a good friend of mine, uh, and his son is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns right now, Mike Petten Sr., when he was at Central Bucks West High School in Pennsylvania. Again, Congratulations to uh, Roland Smith and to his team and to his school. Uh, you can't do it alone. And Roland Smith is the 2015 NHSCA High School Football America National Football Coach of the Year. want to remind everybody, the uh, jobs board, it is growing. And we do have CoachesJobBoard.com right now for all other sports outside of football. Always around three, three fifty active jobs on the board. If you want to get your uh, job posted up there, please feel free to email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, HSFB America and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash highschoolfootballamerica. And uh, yesterday, Trish Hoffman and I had a lot of fun. We got to use Periscope for the first time. Trish told me about it, modernized me, uh, put us into the uh, the 21st century, I guess she did with us. And Periscope is an app. Uh, that you can get on your phone. And what we did was yesterday, we went to two events. We were at uh, St. John Bosco in Bellflower, California, out here. A great program, one that's going to be probably in the top 10 at the start of the season when we release our preseason top 25. And we actually aired live. You can watch it on your phone, your Android or your iPhone. We aired live the announcement by three players who were uh, announcing their uh, college verbal choices. And uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, then later on in the night, we went to uh, San Clemente. We had Jaime Ortiz, the head coach at San Clemente. He was putting on an NCAA showcase for his players, practice where you have a lot of coaches from the college ranks uh, on the sidelines, checking out all the talent there. So we had that live. A lot of fun. You can follow us on uh, Periscope now and uh, just search it at, uh, it's under my name, Jeff Fisher. You can also find it under High, High School Football America. And we expect to do a lot more with Periscope uh, to give you live high school football throughout the 2015 season. Now, let's talk about tonight's show. No relation to me. His name is Chris Fisher. He will join us. And uh, Chris has come up with a really cool idea that's really caught on across America. And it all started in Texas, which I guess is where a lot of stuff uh, that is high school football starts. He is the offensive line coach at Ridgepoint High School in Missouri City, Texas. And he started Texas HSFB 
chat on Twitter. It's an online chat on Twitter that's really exploded. You can follow it with the hashtag TXHSFBChat, and you can also check them out. Their website is uh, TXHSFBChat.com. Chris Fisher will come on the show to talk to us uh, about how he came up with the idea and how well it's going and how you can take part in it. And then at the uh, back end of the show, good conversation with Dan Lyle and uh, Donald Walsh. Uh, Dan Lyle played college football at VMI, then he uh, had a chance to uh, try out with the Vikings and the Redskins in the NFL, but uh, that, that didn't work out for him, but he, during uh, the offseason to keep in shape, he was playing rugby, and he became one of America's greatest rugby players, and uh, Dan is going to join us to talk about uh, a couple of things uh, that will be associated with with the upcoming National Collegiate Rugby Championships that will be uh, held in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia, next weekend, the 29th of May through the 31st. It's uh, known as the 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships. But rugby at the high school level is growing. It's exploding. And they'll have a 48-team tournament uh, there at uh, PPL Park in Chester. And the reason that Dan is going to be joining us is because on the 31st, 10 o'clock, and if you're in the area, uh, you can uh, go and see this. It's free at PPL Park in Chester where the rugby championships will be held. They're going to have at least 500 high school football players there with some of the big coaches like Gabe Infante. And what they're going to be doing is they're going to teach rugby tackling techniques which could make the game of high school football or football at any level safer. And if you don't know about this, uh, the Seattle Seahawks head coach, Pete Carroll, has been using and teaching and using the rugby techniques since he was back at USC. Well, you see where that's taken the Seahawks over the last two years, don't you? One Super Bowl championship, and well, as a Seahawks fan, I won't talk about the, uh, the pick at the one-yard line. But we all know that... Uh, it's helped out there. And Ohio State winning the national championship this past season. They changed their tackling style to using the rugby style. So Dan Lyle is going to come on the show here and talk about uh, the clinic that will be held the 31st of May uh, at PPL Park in Chester. And he's going to describe exactly how... Uh, Rugby tackling can make the game of high school football safer. So it's a good show tonight. We're glad you're with us. And uh, going to take our first break here from all three of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Fisher. We're going to talk Twitter chat. Hashtag TXHSFB chat. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football. 
Field Turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. No other Instant Replay System on the market can do that. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger reminding all you dads out there, whenever you sit down and share that love and your passion for the game of football, you do it over a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Well, back in January, I uh, got a, a text message. Uh, actually, it was, a, it was a, on Twitter where uh, Coach Chris Fisher out of uh, Texas had kind of hit me up. and He said, hey, I had this idea. Uh, we did it online last week. It went over real well. I decided to do a, a Texas high school football chat with a hashtag of TXHSFBChat in it. 
it's blown up. <laughs> it's not just in Texas anymore. And uh, Chris Fisher is on the line. No relation to me, by the way. Uh, doesn't matter if he was. It's still it's still a great idea. <laughs> and Coach is the O-line coach uh, down at uh, Ridgepoint High School in Missouri City, Texas. And he's on the line right now to talk about a, a darn good idea. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, you know, people with the last name of Fisher, we're all geniuses, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Something about that last name that makes us successful, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we're going to do a couple of things here on the show with you tonight. We're going to talk about uh, your program that uh, you're a proud part of down there in Texas. But more importantly, we have you on the show to talk about this great idea you had back in uh, idea you had back in January to have a, a chat on Twitter. Everybody, you know, thinks that uh, Twitter's uh, not, not real useful in some areas. Some useful, some it is, and you got a lot of guys to come on board. So let's let's talk about the genesis of the idea. What made you think that a uh, a Twitter chat about Texas high school football would work? First off, um, well, you know, I follow a number of coaches on Twitter, and and I also participate in a number of ed- education chats because I'm also a classroom teacher. And you know, I never noticed anybody talking, having like a, just a sit down chalk talk or you know just any sort of a, regular exchange of ideas concerning football so uh, a friend of mine had a started a facebook group and about for for texas football coaches and i decided you know this would be a good start to promote it within these guys and see how it goes from there and so i just basically picked a date came up with the hashtag and uh said hey this is what we're doing wednesday night at eight uh get on there if you can and uh Let's see how this thing goes. And it just kind of took off from there. I think that first night we had maybe 15 coaches. um, And uh, we do five questions in total, maybe 100 answers. And then the next week it increased uh, like to 50 or 60 coaches and a lot more answers and and just kind of blew up from there. And now we're getting, you know, anywhere from 75 to 100 coaches on any given night. And, uh, you know, we've expanded quite a bit. Like you mentioned, we've had, you know, from the uh, chats, it's not just Texas coaches, it's nationwide coaches, uh, really worldwide coaches, because I've had people, uh, coaches from the coach American football in Sweden, ask me how they can get in on the chat. And <laughs> so I've had, I've had the opportunity to visit with them. Um, and it's just really been an amazing time just to see how much it's grown. That's so. <laughs> amazing. It really is. How little little idea can blow up there. You can uh, learn more uh, in addition to just what they do on uh, online on uh, Wednesday nights for Texas, at least. And you can see where all the other chats are on Monday, Tuesday. It looks like you're actually all five days of the week here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you go to the website, uh, TXHSFB chat, uh, Texas high school football chat is what it really is. But the, uh, yeah. the, the short there and the hashtag is TXHSFBchat.com. The one in Texas is is 8 o'clock Central Time on Wednesdays. And, uh, well, let's talk about some of the things that go on there. And, by the way, folks, before he answers that question, you can actually go back. He archives a lot of the chats on Twitter, and you can see them there on the uh, website at txhsfbchat.com. But what are some of the topics you've covered? What are some that you thought were going to be great topics and some that you thought were going to be great and turned out to be duds, if any? Um. We've had we've had several topics. We've talked. Our very first one was just about like postseason evaluation, because um, that's kind of what you know we were doing as a program at that time. 
Um, so it was on my mind and that's kind of how, like when I'm, when I'm picking the topic for the chat, I'm kind of thinking about what phase of the year are we in personally as a program. And, uh, so I kind of geared around that. And then occasionally I'll do, uh, different topics just in general, like, you know, what's your running game philosophy? What's your passing game philosophy? Um, last week we had a excellent chat just on your goal line and short yardage strategy, you know? Um, we've also been fortunate. I've reached out to some college coaches and had them on as guests. We had uh, SMU defense coordinator Van Malone was our very first uh, guest host, and he was amazing. Um, you know, he talked about just um, moving through the coaching profession and doing things the right way. You know, and and, uh, and how hard and how much he worked and some advice for guys that are looking to move up and and wherever they're trying to do in their coaching profession. Um, then we had another, uh, about a month after that, um, in early April, we had uh, Coach Mike Canales from University of North Texas. He's their offensive coordinator. He came in and he talked about uh, their red zone offense and had and arranged questions for us to answer off that. And that was just an amazing chat, just an you know, opportunity to you know visit with those guys. And they you know, I still keep in contact with both of them. You know, been able to develop a relationship with them, which has just been a, just been phenomenal. Um, but the, you know, those have been definitely some of the highlights. Um, I really, you know, like you said, I can't think of a low light right now. I mean, there's, it, I mean, we've had some chats that weren't as uh, participated in as others, but some of that is also during the time of year because uh, mm-hmm. as high school coaches, we. In Texas, at least, we don't always just coach football. We also coach another spring sport. So the deeper in spring you get, the sometimes the busier you get, and and that plays into some of the participation as well. And that's why I post the archive so that the guys can go back and check them out and read them. And uh, I try, you know, I, I do. I've got into stats, of course, with this. And uh, I mean, I'm a football guy. I got to I got to talk about stats, you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I always check my website hits and stuff the day after. And I mean, like last week after last week's chat, we had uh, like the the day after I posted the archive, I had a hundred hits on the website. And I nice. Thought, wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very cool. Uh, Chris Fisher on the line. He's the offensive line coach at uh, Ridgepoint High School in Texas, and we're going to talk about his uh, his team here in a second. But right now we're talking about a little idea he had back in, in January, got it started, called uh, Texas High School Football Chat. It's on Twitter. Uh, for Texas, it is uh, every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time, and the hashtag you use is uh, TXHSFBChat. Uh, there's a website as well. He was talking about the archives and I mentioned it earlier, you can go to uh, txhsfbchat.com to uh, see everything and feel free to join in. You know, I, I think, Chris, uh, you know, to some of the conference calls I've been on, uh, sometimes with as few as three people, it, it, it gets a little crazy, people stepping over everybody. And, and mm-hmm. you know, what just, huh, what? And, uh, no, you go, oh, you go, uh, no, uh, how's it work online with Twitter? Is it a little less of that? Oh man, yeah. Like when I, when I'm moderating the chat, it gets pretty crazy, and you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to make sure everybody's chat get, or everybody's comment gets added in and stuff. You know, and, and especially when I'm organizing, when I'm sorting through to make the archive. Um, yeah, I want to make sure every everybody gets uh, included and it gets and it gets put in, you know, sequentially as best as possible. 
um, yeah, you do get a little bit of that. You get, you know, guys that, you know, they take, they'll, they'll answer, they'll answer one of the questions in two or three tweets. And so you, you know, you might, they might get their first tweet in and then, you know, you might get 10, 20 answers before they <laughs> finish their, the second part of their answer, you know? So then, you know, that's one of the reasons I put together the archive the way I do. So, you know, kind of put it back all together so you get uh, more, a better flow of the, of information. Yeah, a little uh, organized chaos, I guess. It's no <laughs> exactly. different. It's no different than the first couple of days of uh, of uh, fall practice. Maybe a little organized yeah, chaos, exactly. getting everybody on the same page. <laughs> He's Coach Fish. I had to throw in Fish there. We were joking before uh, we we rolled the yeah. tape here. That uh, yeah, what do I call you here? But anyway, it's what I grew up in in the sports world. So uh, Coach Fish is on the line here. Chris Fisher, Ridge Point High School, Missouri City. Texas talking uh, about his chat room and um, you, you mentioned you know uh, different times of the year spikes goes down are you going to try and do this through the season or what or haven't you even thought of that at this point um, actually I have um, I want to keep it up and do it you know every week during the season I figure there's you know if we can do it right now during spring ball so I'm getting kind of a taste of what it would be like during the season since we are having spring football practices um, but you know, there's different things that come up throughout the season that I think would be helpful to uh, have that avenue to talk about, not just with the coaches in your office, but also with coaches, you know, all across the nation, and you know that we uh, we can associate with and learn from. Yeah, you had you had mentioned that the uh, there was uh, there's growth and you got overseas and some other ones that have come up and again you can see those folks at uh, on the uh, in the navigation tab they have chats there uh, for the different states and all that. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that came out of the fact that uh, even though you had TX in there and back in January and February some 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 guys from Indiana or or, or parts thereof <laughs> were were involved. Is that is that how it all kind of grew to that? Uh, yeah, for, yeah. They uh, it was funny at first because. You know, like the first couple of weeks, I'd get, I'd get requests for permission. They're like, hey, I know it's Texas football chat, but uh, can guys from Ohio or Indiana or Kentucky take play, you know, take part in it? I was like, yeah, you know, come on, you know, the more the merrier. And then since then, it's really grown to, you know, include like all the all the different states that are on on the list on the website and then just this yesterday we, there was a new state added ohio started their chat so it's been it's, it's grown even more than the chats i have listed <laughs> <laughs> well that's nice and uh, we're uh, by the way we're taping this a couple of weeks early uh, from when it's airing uh, just making sure coach fisher had the time he is in spring ball right now but by the time you're hearing this as in right now uh, spring ball has ended so let's uh, flip a switch here uh, and talk a little bit about uh, football and spring ball and specifically your program you're the o-line coach at ridge point high school missouri city texas great year last year 12 and 1 uh, 5a division 1 uh, got uh, fairly deep in the playoffs you lost by three to eventual runner-up, uh, losing to Alito Temple. Uh, so obviously a good year last year. So before we kind of dive into 2015, tell us a little bit about the uh, the program and, and how football at uh, Ridge Point kind of fits into the community there and a little bit about the tradition. Give us a little snapshot of that. Well, uh, at Ridge Point, we're, you know, I believe we're still building our tradition. Um, we, are, we are the newest school in our district. Uh, we are five years in existence with only three years of varsity football. And all three years we've uh, made the playoffs and each year have gone further than we did the year before. So we, um, you know, we are still building our tradition and we are fortunate to have 
an outstanding class of kids last year to help us, you know, do the things that we did. Um, you know, and so this year that means, you know, we are reloading with, uh, more talent and, uh, you know, we're coming back with a strong offensive line, which makes me excited because they were young last year. And, uh, this year we we look to have some really nice, you know, just flowers out there just mowing them down. Um, but yeah, so we, um, as far as the community goes, I couldn't ask for a better community. We're in Missouri City, Texas, and in the subdivision called Siena Plantation. And it really is like a small town atmosphere here, even though we're in a, you know, a larger school district. We're the 11th school in a large school district. And, um, but Siena Plantation and the surrounding community gives us this one, one school, small town atmosphere. They love us. They come out for homecoming. And they even have it. We're the only school in the district that does this. We have a tailgate uh, before our homecoming game. And the parking lot for our district stadium is packed with um, RVs and people bringing their their uh, cookers and uh, their, their, their trailer grills. And they're nice. just sitting out there, <laughs> yeah, seriously, four hours before the game starts. And then we pull up on the bus and they line up and they make basically like a spirit tunnel that we walk through and the band's playing as we just going into the locker room. It's a, it's a heck of an experience and just a really outstanding atmosphere to be involved in. Oh, very, very cool. Uh, talking a little uh, Ridge Point High School football here out of Missouri City, Texas, with offensive line coach Chris Fisher. Uh, before we uh, dove into this, uh, and we'll get back to it before we wrap up here, he uh, is the creator of Texas High School Football Chat, a great online chat on Twitter. And uh, what uh, you, you mentioned that last year was a great year, uh, got got a little bit deeper in your third year in the playoffs. So uh, you said you got some guys up front back. So what what's the the goal right now? I know we're we're pretty far away from fall ball yet but uh have you as the coaching staff kind of set some goals for this this team definitely i mean we always have the goal of you know being number one in the district you know we we set us we we call ourselves a school of scholars and champions so you know that's a standard that we set for every team and so we expect to be district champions and then from there you know we expect to you know, continue to build our success and be successful in the playoffs and go further than ever, you know, than the previous year. So, you know, we have, like I said, we have a bunch of good offensive linemen and you go as far as your offensive line can take you, you know, because they're the guys that, that are, you know, doing the hard work and, and laying, laying the work done for the backs and the receivers to make it easy to run behind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Always, always yeah. makes life easier for everyone. We got a good offensive exactly. line. Coach Fish <laughs> on the uh, on the line, and he is the O line coach at uh, Ridge Point, so he knows what he's talking about, and we'll work those guys hard. Uh, before we let you go here, uh, we just ask you about the goals for the the team. I got to ask you for the goals uh, for Texas high school football chat again, folks. It's hashtag TX. HSFBchat.com. That's also the hashtag. You don't have to put the .com on the hashtag there. But anyway, what are the uh, what are the goals for uh, Texas High School Football Chat uh, for for the rest of the year and beyond? Uh, really, my goal is to just con- continue to be a, a opportunity for coaches to come and to expand their professional network and to learn from each other every week and just be a source of you know just ongoing education for them. Um, you know, 
I don't know what sort of opportunities that provides for me or whatever, but that's that's will always be the goal of the chat is just to provide that ongoing education for coaches, you know, a, every week. And, of course, you can expand it uh, with the help of sponsors, and I, I'm going to give you your, your opportunity here. I know you already have a, a sponsor uh, involved with this, so let's give them a little shout-out so uh, so we can make make sure that uh, the, you, <laughs> everybody out there knows what also helps you make it get a little bit bigger and better. Right. I am sponsored by uh, GoRoute, which is a wearable tech company. Um, and, you know, they've been very active in the chat, which is one of the reasons I uh, am – you know, went or proud to use them as a sponsor because they, they, uh, they were genuine in their approach and they, they are totally behind the mission of Texas of high school football chat as well as the other chats that they sponsor. Oh, that's very cool, and I know how important it is for our sponsors. i got to do that now that I've mentioned yours. I can't let them feel uh, But Echo 1612, Crossover, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, they're all great and make it work for high school football America, so I know how important it is to uh, Texas High School Football Chat. Well, Coach, really appreciate you uh, joining us here. We wish you nothing but continued success. You know, we're always here to uh, push out as much as we can to uh, our audience as well. And, folks, uh, uh, you're going to want to check this out, whether you're in Texas or some of the other states. Go to their website, txhsfb chat.com the hashtag for uh, the texas high school football chat which is on wednesday nights 8 p.m central time it's txhsfb chat coach thanks for joining us and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road all right thank you for having me and of course thank you for all the support and uh you know this promotion that you've given us you're very very welcome all right gonna take a break coming back with more you're listening to high school football america Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras, plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. No other Instant Replay System on the market can do that. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger reminding all you dads out there whenever you sit down and share your love passion for the game of football and make sure you do it over a bowl of frosted flakes well as i said at the top of the show here we're going to merge a couple of sports and i think by the end of this interview you're going to be kind of pleased to know there's a big similarity between the sport of rugby and the sport of high school football and uh, coming in here in just a couple of seconds we're going to talk to two guys from united world sports donald walsh the uh, tournament director coming up for the 2015 penn mutual collegiate rugby championships in philadelphia uh taking place at the uh, end of may may the uh, 30th through the 31st actually they're gonna get started off site uh all the championships are going to be at ppl park in uh, chester uh, outside of philadelphia it's going to get started on friday actually on the 29th but uh donald walsh the tournament director is on the line so is dan lyle maybe america's most famous rugby player i've come to learn here and uh what i've also come to learn is uh i'm a big seattle seattle seahawks fan pete carroll has been talking about uh the similarities in tackling between rugby and uh football for a while ohio state uh, made some big changes that led them to a national championship last year and uh 
Donald and Dan are uh, really part of something that uh, hopefully is going to become cutting edge here and change the sport. We know all about the injuries, about the problems with concussions, and uh, a lot of people out there are beginning to believe that uh, some of the rugby techniques, uh, much like uh, the uh, USA Football Heads Up program, could do uh, a lot to help the sport of uh, high school football and football at all levels. And uh, Donald and Dan are on the line right now to talk about the championships, a clinic they're going to put on that's uh, talking about tackling to school some high school kids and uh, a lot of other different things. We're going to blend a lot of things here together. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah, and like I said, we're going to to try and blend a lot of different things here together, and I I guess the best way to get started here is uh, to to let's talk about the event and then break down what's going on. Again, it's the uh, 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships. We'll we'll start with you, Donald, when we're talking rugby here, because that that accent you have there, that Irish accent, comes across real what makes it feel legit, I guess. So let's let's educate the listeners a little bit about the event and, and specifically, you know, the different levels right down to the high school. Yeah, and well, rugby is the second largest team sport in the world. And as we all know here in the States, uh, American football will be the largest contact sport here in the USA. But it has a, a direct relationship to the sport of rugby. And rugby is the world's contact sport, as my colleague Dan uh, so eloquently says at times. And uh, really, there's a lot of intrigue here in the States with the sport of rugby. And it's been around for the last 50 years here and predominantly played at the college campus level. And that has now trickled down in the last 30, 30 years to high schools and to middle schools and to all manner of youth organizations that are playing the sport. It's actually the fastest growing sport at the high school level in the States since 2010. Um, and that's been validated by the Sporting Goods Manufacturers Association. So it's a sport that's on the rise. There's a lot of intrigue with it here in the States. And the sport itself, for some of your listeners who may not know, was voted back into the Olympics in 2009. So uh, Olympic rugby will be taking place next year on all our screens in 2016 in Rio. And it really gave a huge lift and a huge um, emphasis on the sport here from a U.S. context. And so ourselves, United World Sports, have partnered with NBC Broadcasting, who, as we all know, are the Olympic broadcaster, to create an event called the Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championship, which is now in its fifth year. And really what the event was created to do was to take American well-known, recognized uh, collegiate brands, the Penn State of the world, the Texas's of the world, the Cal Berkeley's of the world, that all have very proficient rugby programs on campus from the schools themselves invest a lot within rugby, and to put it on national TV to educate, to, excuse me, to educate and to welcome the U.S., you know, sporting fans into the world of rugby. So that's really what the Collegiate Penn Mutual, uh, excuse me, the Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championship is all about. Um, it's the national championship of sevens rugby, which is the Olympic code of rugby. It takes place over two days at PPL Park in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it's viewed uh, by over 6 million people each year on national TV, on NBC Sports, with 10 hours of live coverage over the weekend. Really what it's done as it's created an awareness here in the States about the sport of rugby. There's a tremendous amount of people that are now wanting to get engaged and learn more about the sport. And, uh, you know, we have competitions that take place at the men's level. So, you know, the men's collegiate teams. We have women's collegiate teams. We have national small colleges teams that come in and have their national championship as well, as well as boys and girls high school rugby. 
And um, just to show some of the girls, we originally started the high school competition three years ago with 12 teams. This year we'll be at 48 teams that are coming in from 11 states around the country to compete in the competition. And I think it's fair to say Philadelphia as a destination is a great piece of the event. You know, it's got a long history with college. It's very accessible here in the Northeast. And the venue itself, PPL Park, is the home of the Philadelphia Union, and it's truly a world-class venue in terms of rugby. And for some of your listeners who may or may not know, um, you know, a rugby field is very commensurate to a soccer field. So in terms of size and width, and uh, you know, a facility like PPL Park or the majority of major league soccer stadiums here in the states are very easy to transfer from soccer into rugby to make it a really world-class experience for the athletes. So. We're the largest domestic tournament here in the States. And as I say, we've completed five years. We're going into our sixth. And um, it really is the sort of pinnacle of domestic rugby here in the States from an experiential perspective. And out of that, we've been asked and canvassed to do other types of ancillary events around the sport that can really help people understand and embrace the sport. And that's really where tackling and the um, arena and the area of tackling um, at, at the high performance level has really gotten a lot of notoriety and um, people like Pete Carroll from the Seattle Seahawks he does have a bit of a history with rugby with some of the players that he used to go to USA, USC and uh, some of his other previous projects he had taken an interest in the sport has introduced the Hawk tackle as he likes to call it um, into his defensive strategy at the, at the Seattle Seahawks um, at the Seattle Seahawks organization. You know, coupled with that, people like Urban Meyer and people at the Ohio State who are the current national champions are also saying that, you know, it was important for our defensive structures to be successful and to, to really start tackling like rugby players where, you know, and I let Dan get into the specifics on this, but really to start learning that, you know, um, the awareness factor of what's going on on the field at all times you know, how to put yourself in a safe position to make an executed tackle, as well as be very effective in that in that system. It really, you know, rugby is a team sport, and the, 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 the act of tackling, while it's done by an individual, is really done by a team and uh, by a unit on the rugby field, and that now is really starting to transfer into the football space, where although it might be the cornerback or it might be the safety that's making the actual tackle, it's part of the overall defensive structure that they're teaching within these you know, world-class organizations of how to execute that correctly. And that's very similar to what we do in the rugby field. And so that's really where this tackling clinic has come out of, and it's going to be a key part of our event this year on the 31st of May from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And what we're doing with our sponsors, Penn Mutual, are inviting 500 of the top high school football players in the state of Pennsylvania to come down and really sort of experience what a rugby tackle is, how it's similar to football, and how you know the players themselves can grow in a safe and effective environment, and um, with this you know key um, skill for football moving forward. And and you know and, and, and while doing that, we're also exposing it to the sport of rugby and to the, the Olympic sport of rugby, which is going to be a key part of the uh, Rio Olympics in 2016. Really sounds sort of like the uh, the growth of lacrosse uh, as it uh, grew there in the uh, Northeast. We're talking with uh, Donald Walsh and Dan Lyle tonight of United World Sports uh, 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships taking place in Philadelphia the last weekend in uh, May in Chester at PPL Park outside of Philadelphia. And uh, you, you heard uh, Donald say that uh, it's uh, the the field is similar to a soccer field uh, and, and, and led into Dan Lyle, uh, maybe our most famous rugby 
player, a guy that played collegiate football at VMI, also uh, had some tryouts with the, the Minnesota Vikings and the Washington Redskins. Uh, you're a big guy. Uh, uh, your Wikipedia, I don't know if you're still this, this big, but 6'5", 252. Let's, we're going to get two questions here. We're, the first one we're going to start with you is uh, let's draw some similarities for the listeners between the, uh, the, the sport of rugby and football as we know it here in the States. Can you do that for us, Dan? Sure. I think the, Donald hit on it. The, the American football is the, uh, is the offspring of, of rugby. Rugby was played all over the world and, and certainly some of our, our best known football, um, and, and even basketball, um, stars. Walter Camp, uh, invented the downs after playing rugby. Uh, Naismith invented indoor, uh, rugby, which then ultimately became basketball with a couple of peach baskets. He and, he and the Harvard McGill, all those days, those were all rugby-based games, and the evolution was that the the, the scrimmage line uh, evolved from the scrum. Every, if we had ten cents for every time John Madden said scrum, we'd all be uh, pretty rich here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the scrum, um, which which is a which connects the front rows and the ball was restarted, depowered, and the ball started getting uh, rolled back and hooked back, and there's all the different positions that are out there in football: the guard, the guard. They guard the center, whether they rolled the ball back, the tackle, they tackled their opposition. The flankers in the scrum became the wide receivers. The halfback, which we both know, puts the ball in or, or runs the ball in football. He was too far away from that the line of scrimmage that became it, so they invented a position called the quarterback, so he could get the ball before the scrum happened. and they'd all run one way or the other. So we've all seen those black and white games. So the, the games are very similar. You, you run up and down the field, you pass the ball, you try to get it over the line, you score – Six points in football, five points in rugby, two points for a conversion or a kick uh, in, in rugby, and one point for your obviously for conversion in football. Three points for penalties or field goals in both sports. So yeah, it's really about this military advanced outflanking, big versus small, fast versus slow. You know all the different things, all the different ways that we try to teach our teach our football players. It's the same way we teach rugby players. And the cool thing about this that we've discovered uh, in building events and, and capturing the rugby space uh, is that there's this one dimension to it, tackling that um, means, you know, stopping the opposition, putting them on the ground and successfully doing that. And the byproduct of successful tackling in rugby is a safe tackle because no one's wearing a football helmet. No one's wearing a uh, wearing shoulder pads and you've got to kind of make your soft parts go to the right parts of their soft parts and, you know, avoid the hard parts of, of someone's body. And so, the first and foremost, it's a, success, it's a successful tackle. And I think that's what the Ohio State Buckeyes learned from 13 to 14. They weren't successful. They weren't talking about head injuries at the time, although that is certainly a big, big factor in, in this conversation. They were talking about just being good tacklers. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were being shed. They were being knocked over and so forth. And, uh, and they found that the wrap, because in rugby, the difference is that you have to physically wrap and put a guy to the ground. You have to put your shoulder on somebody. You have to wrap and go to the ground with them. And they found, and that's what Pete Carroll, if you saw in his tackling, as Donald mentioned, the, the hawk tackling, he, they referenced that uh, you've got to wrap somebody up and put them to the ground. So extreme similarities, Jeff, I guess is the best way of saying it. And there's certainly uh, a lot of, uh, of, of spatial conversations and, 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 and how you gather and how you collect yourself before a tackle that are, that are really, uh, that you know, following up. We're inviting rugby people to come down as well because we don't tackle as well as we should either, right? It's about <laughs> it's about getting it's about getting the right technique and and, and place, and we we believe it's a it's not just um, going to be more safe, but 
successful. Speaking with Dan Lyle tonight and Donald Walsh uh, talking about the uh, 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships. You'll be able to watch them on NBC and NBC Sports Network uh, coming up uh, the 30th and 31st of May. But uh, specifically, we're kind of diving in right now to uh, the aspect of rugby and football where they come together and specifically tackling techniques. You heard uh, Dan just talk about uh, Pete Carroll and, and what the Buckeyes have been able to do with it. And I'll, I'll stick with you on this one, Dan, since you, you played collegiately and in the NFL, um, where, where did this all go wrong? Where where did we change up? Because I remember, and I'm 54. I remember when I was, you know, uh, learning at eight years old at the junior pee wee level. It's all about the shoulder and all that. Where where did uh, where did we hop off the track here with the uh, the helmet? Did it just get too good? Yeah, I mean, I'm you know I'm 44, 45. You know, um, my dad played college football at William and Mary, um, and, you know, and. You know, in, in the 50s, uh, at some point, you know, when the, the velocity and the athletic endeavor uh, and science uh, to, to make guys bigger, faster, and stronger with the, you know, the, the sureness of the, of the hardware that we, that we hope somewhere in that, in, in that thing, we became uh, projectiles, right? We became collision-oriented. Um, you know, the NFL's greatest hits and NFL films and all those things put together. I mean, it's a societal meets meet science, meet, there's a lot of things in there. It's not, there's not anybody that said, hey, let's make this sport, you know, um, less safe, right? It was mm-hmm. just a matter of that it, it, the, the progression, right? So I, I think that, that everybody recognizes now that, you know, if you're going to try to hit somebody as hard as you can, you're not under control. So um, you, you have a chance of, uh, of hurting the opposition or hurting yourself, but also of, of bloody missing that tackle, right? And, and I think that that, um, you know, all that stuff put together is both people recognize that, man, well, let's, let's take a step back from this and, and, um, and, and figure out some, some techniques. And we just happened to, uh, uh, to have a sport, as Donald said, you know, this is the world's contact sport. Uh, and certainly we have, we have unsuccessful tackles and we have, uh, we have some head injury um, issues in rugby that, that we're dealing with, uh, like everybody else. Like, but so is women's soccer, so is you know, a gymnastics, so is a lot of sports. But as we all kind of understand that these that these issues are out there, um, we we funnily enough can make uh, can make the sport safer. But um, but uh, you know, in in this in really kind of reverse the uh, uh, stop stop them on on that one yard line at all costs. You know, we 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 have to prevent people in rugby from scoring tries and, and doing things. But it's not as much of a down and distance. So down and distance meets you know, meets uh, sure tackling. I think we can kind of reverse some of this. And uh, we think we've got to, uh, a tool for, uh, for football players and, and coaches. And the clinic will be uh, held on Sunday, May the 31st at PPL Park uh, in Chester, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, part of the 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships. Uh, talking tonight to uh, Dan Lyle and Donald Walsh of United World Sports. And, Donald, let's go back uh, to you. One of the things that uh, we talked about leading up to this interview is uh, uh, the, the amount, uh, the, the swell, the, the, the swell that's coming here to get involved with, with, with what you guys are doing with the tackling technique and rugby and all that. Let's talk about some of the people that are going to help you and, and how you're starting to bring everybody together to see if we can kind of come to a, a common solution to, to make it a little bit safer. Yeah, well, and, 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 and it's a great way of putting it, Jeff, that it is a swell. So really, you know, what we have on our side are people such as Dan and, and some of our other colleagues that are real students of the game and, you know, are as American as, are, are as, American as the day is long in terms of 
They want the best product for USA Rugby on the field and competing internationally. But they also want to use the key attributes that the sporting culture has over here to apply it to the sport of rugby, which is a truly global game, and show some of the attributes that if you apply them here from a U.S. perspective, they can really enhance the sport of rugby, as well as take attributes from rugby and apply them to the U.S. sporting infrastructure over here um, in terms of tackling and football, as well as, other, as well as other sports. You know, rugby as a sport is very big on teamwork. It's very big on honor, respect, and, you know, passion. It's very physical, but, you know, a big thing in rugby is there's no showboating. There's no arguing with referees. It's getting up at the end of the game and shaking hands with your opponent and going off and, you know, leaving it all on the field as it were. So, you know, we've got some great skillful people on our side that are helping us create these programs that have experienced both from the U.S. domestic sporting infrastructure as well as a global infrastructure when it comes to rugby. So with that, we created this program and, you know, we're really, we're trying to target people in the market that we thought had an interest in, you know, like Dan says, you know, the rugby students out there, as well as students of just sport, as well as students of just the sport of football in particular. And what we found from that is the uh, interest level has, has, has gone through the roof. So be that from a presentation I gave on this last week with the West Point Society of Philadelphia and, you know, 80, 90 former veterans, uh, former army personnel getting up and saying, look, this is really important because it's relevant for the sport of football to get safer now, as well as organizations such as um, the local USA football chapters and local high school coaches here in the region that are master trainers that are saying, look, it's important for us if there is anything out there that can make the experience of playing football for our kids safer, it's incumbent upon us to go out and learn and touch and touch it and feel it and, 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 and sort of learn some of these skill sets that can make it a better experience for all our kids, which is great to hear, right, because that's what mm-hmm. high school football coaches are all about, the experience of the student-athletes. So then a further step from that, we started getting very positive feedback from former Eagles and Philadelphia Eagles, such as Ike Reese and Hollis Thomas, that have lended their name to support the whole initiative. They're talking about it on the radio. and They're saying, you know, how important it is for football to sort of think outside the box a little bit, like they talked about earlier, you know, schemes, structures, you know, what the positioning is of the player on the field when it comes to making a tackle, how that tackle falls within the defensive unit within their team and how they're all working together collectively. So some of the real strong attributes of rugby coming into that whole piece, I think, are the, the, the type of buzzwords that these celebrities and these former pro football players as well as these current state national champions or state champions here are, are saying these are all very positive things that we want to experience and we want to learn ourselves so we can pass that on to the kids in our region. So all that from a regional level was coming together very well and then you know, through some personal contacts that we had, we were able to run it through the NFL and let them know what was going on with this. And immediately we heard back from Mark Burke, who's the, the director of player development within the NFL, who's a former Super Bowl winning center from the Baltimore Ravens, a Harvard graduate, he played for the Minnesota Vikings, and for, I think he was a 13-year pro player in the NFL. And he said, look, this sounds really interesting to us. It's incumbent upon us at the NFL level to... Uh, you know, understand more about tackling, understand more about techniques, understand, understand components of the game that we can help develop on our side, and we're really interested to come down and, and be a part of it. So Matt Burke and some of the members from his team in the NFL are going to come down and sort of share. And, and, and really what I think we're seeing from our side is this is a holistic approach, right? So we've got a sport called rugby where 
You know, we're very big on teamwork. We're very big on defensive patterns and structures, and it's very much a unit when we go out on the field to make a tackle. So Dan and I are on the same field. As soon as Dan is making a tackle, the play continues, which is obviously very different to football. But I'm supporting the tackle that Dan had made in my positioning, in my communication, and where we're aligning the players on our team. And if you think about that in a football context, that's something that's happening all the time on the field. Okay, somebody's going in to make a tackle. If this tackle is missed, how am I as part of the defensive structure falling into place to really, you know, help my teammate and make sure that nothing, you know, else develops out of this if he misses the tackle or if the player is losing or whatever the case may be. So really what we're seeing is here's some skill sets that we think make sense. We want to educate people on these skill sets that really tie into the art of tackling here in a football context. And what we're seeing from people that are, you know, like the Matt Burks of the world, the Ike Reese's of the world, and the coaches of the world here on the local level, they're saying, hey, we want to come and we want to be students of this too. We want to learn more. We want to see if there's things that we are out there. Because football as a sport has always taken certain skills from other sports, and there's no reason why that shouldn't be done in a rugby context in this in this environment. So there's a ton of people getting behind it. Everybody thinks it's a great idea. You know, we're getting emails back from coaches that are saying, look, I'm sending you know, 12 of my defensive players as well as four of our defensive coaches. And we just want to see what's happening and we want to see if there's things that we can take from this and incorporate in. So really, you know, I would hope and always being an optimist that this is the sort of first rung in a ladder of, of more integration between football and rugby at the high performance and level moving forward because, you know, people are interested and they think it's a good idea. You know, we want to expose people to great safe tackling techniques, but we also want to get people exposed to the sport of rugby, which we really believe complements uh, football and football complements rugby. There's no greater example of that than the guy that's on the call with us here, Dan, and, 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 and his illustrious career. But, you know, there's a great opportunity for us all to learn and share, and that's really what we want to keep promoting in this region. And, and the good news is it is being very well received with everybody we speak to. That's great. 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships being held in uh, Philadelphia, PPL Park, uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, last weekend of the month, coming up here in May, May 30th, 31st. Uh, all levels collegiate right down through the high school, and we're talking uh, tonight about meshing uh, rugby and football uh, as they uh, are working on a program that will uh, help improve tackling, hopefully make the game safer. Uh, let's go to you, Dan, with the next question, which is um, we know the success Pete Carroll has had with the Seahawks. We know uh, what uh, you guys talked about earlier. Ohio State went from a pretty uh, poor defensive team in 2013 to a national championship last year. Um, obviously, it happened happened this year at the beginning of the year when the, the game was played. But uh, let's talk about habits. Obviously, we, we can't kind of point to when, you know, helmet first started. Uh, I, I guess we're probably safe to say somewhere in the last 20 years. But now you've got all these techniques that were taught or habits that were formed. How long does it take to now teach and, and, and change those habits and get to a, a safer way of tackling? It's a great question. For us, uh, we've developed a curriculum. So like any uh, coach, they want to, how do I do this? You know, the, what steps here? And so we've we've broken it down to three or four three or four elements, three coaching points, you know, per, uh, per so that you can look at you know, the gather, the strike itself, and, and the taking the person to the ground. So it's a real comprehensive way of, of evaluating it with, with real um, 
um, not too elaborate, but, but structural-based um, uh, curriculum that you can then take that to the next level. We're kind of betaing this right now, hence we're having this phone call and, and talking to all the people that are out there in order to make sure that uh, we, we feel that this is a complimentary uh, conversation for football. We believe that you know, every football player, um, in a lot of ways, uh, is a is, is a rugby player waiting to get out, and vice versa. You know, and we've got um, the likes of uh, you know, it's kind of a Gordy Lockbaum old school conversation for all those people out there that know the old Holy Cross player. You made um, me old. Kind of, you just made me old. But yeah, a great yeah, well, flashback. <laughs> but in the sense that, you know, that a player can go both ways, I think proprioceptively, athletically, rugby is a, is a sport that opens up your stride, makes you put your head on the swivel, makes you play offense and defense. And we found, uh, you know, a great example, a guy that's going to be there is, uh, is a current Super Bowl champion from the Patriots, Nate Ebner, who's a, who's a safety for them. And he's uh, on every special teams and so forth. He didn't play high school football and walked on the high school football team uh, and only played his last uh, two years. Uh, and rugby was actually on the under-20 national rugby team. And you, if you go to YouTube and look at him, he talks about how rugby is uh, a good uh, football tackler because it's that it's that it's that successful tackle we're talking about, and and the ability to to, uh, to really gather yourself, to come under control, you know, find the parts of your body, put your head in the right position, uh, you know, and, and still great thing for a football coach listening is put a pretty aggressive um, strike in where you can drive somebody backwards. You know, and, and all the gain line in rugby, or you know, you know, wherever the kind of distances are. So um, it's a practical approach to it. It's real. It's curriculum based, uh, and it really just starts that deconstruction we talked about it in previous question. Really, was hey, how do how have we gotten to the point where uh, you know it doesn't matter you know how, uh, about yourself and, and your opposition, and you just got to stop them. And, and that's kind of you can stop and aggressively stop somebody, but you can do it. Um, you know, safer control. Talking to uh, Dan Lyle and uh, Donald Walsh tonight, uh, United World Sports putting on the uh, Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships the end of the month here in May in, uh, in Philadelphia and blending it into a, a clinic they're going to have on the 31st uh, starting at 10 o'clock, uh, which uh, 500 high school football players have been invited, a lot of coaches to uh, try and solve some of the uh, the tackling issues that lead to the, uh, the issues that are in the national spotlight right now as far as head injuries and how safe is the sport and how do we make it safer. So I got to ask you, Dan. Um, you played collegiately, played in the NFL, and uh, you know all of a sudden you're a rugby player. Can you tell us why you made the the switch? Uh, is is there good training for both? Uh, tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Yeah, I was lucky uh, out of college to you know have a couple of trials with the Redskins, and, and you know I didn't make the team. Uh, I had a first cousin playing rugby in, in DC. And started playing rugby and uh, quickly got picked up um, by the national team and started playing. And funnily enough, I was playing the U.S. versus Canada, and my old agent called me up and said, "Hey, the Miss Vikings saw uh, saw this opportunity, uh, saw you playing, and remembered you. Said, hey, why don't you come out and uh, run around?" So funnily enough, uh, I went up there, and Denny Green and Mike Tyson, the tight end coach, uh, said, "Hey." Uh, Pretty good. Um, let's uh, offer me a contract, and, and and really the connectivity was. Although I grew up as a you know urban type uh, soccer, basketball, football, all those different things, baseball, track and field, swimming, those different things. Uh, those two years of playing rugby made me made me a better football player. I was now all of a sudden opening up my stride, head on a swivel, doing all the 
the really broad-based uh, athletic things that rugby teaches you. And I think that, uh, yes, yeah, selfishly from from a, from a rugby perspective, we think that uh, you know opening up the, this uh, this tackling conversation to to football people will hopefully bring some of those uh, football players into the rugby field. But I think it'll only benefit uh, those players and those athletes and, and one of our great um, guys that's going to be at the at the uh, uh, tackling clinic with us, Nate Ebner. Uh, he didn't play high school football. He, he just won a Super Bowl as a safety for the uh, uh, for the New England Patriots, and uh, he, he played for the United uh, U20 national team rugby, uh, and took that walked onto the Ohio State football team, uh, played his last two years, uh, and you can YouTube Nate Ebner and look. He talks about why how rugby made him a better tackler, and he he's on every special teams and and so forth. So we we have some practical you know uh Haloti Nagata all pro defensive tackle was a star number 8 which means kind of a back row flanker uh position in Highland High School in Utah and you know um there's just a lot of people a lot of guys out there in, in, with NFL experience and uh that have that their high schools uh, took rugby on uh their football coaches opened up and saw saw hey it's a great spring sport um so yeah we're 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 um Rugby will be the benefit of this connectivity um, potentially as an offshoot, but I think personally, and uh, some of those people I mentioned, uh, you know, they believe that both sports are, are can really work well together. Again, that's Dan Lyle and Donald Walsh, the uh, 2015 Penn Mutual Collegiate Rugby Championships coming up next weekend in Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia in Chester, Pennsylvania. PPL Park is where everything will take place. You can register. The um, the tackling clinic is free. You can sign up by going to USA Sevens. Sevens is spelled out. USA Sevens C R C dot com forward slash tackle well that's going to do it for tonight's show I want to thank uh, all of our partners echo 1612 tdi razor the debris inhibitor razor and crossover with a k crossover with a k.com forward slash football and a uh, reminder to everyone the coaches job board always growing on highschoolfootballamerica.com also go to coachesjobboard.com for all jobs outside of football Thanking Dan Lyle and Donald Walsh. Also want to thank uh, Chris Fisher, the Texas high school football chat guy, the guy that created it. It's hashtag TXHSFBChat. And uh, one last uh, congratulations to Roland Smith, the High School Football America NHSCA National Football Coach of the Year. Hails from Miami Central, and we'll have him on the show next week to talk about that great honor for him. Thanking Scott Z back in Ohio for keeping the show running ever so smoothly for now. This is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.